Hello and welcome to Apex of Podcast. I'm Alex. I'm Philip. Today we... That's an interesting one. We recorded the segment with Colin last night and... Yeah, you're going to want to stay tuned for that. That's probably our best segment we've ever done on the podcast. Yeah, by far. Yeah, so if you're going to listen to one episode, make sure it's this one. Uh, I have no idea how this is going to turn out, though, because we didn't play in a whole heck of a lot. Uh, Philip, how are you doing this week? Uh, fine, but uh, I have to work at the kids' NNL finals this whole weekend, and it's yeah. going to be, like, tiring. And then right after that, only two days break, and then got to go down to go down to Georgia for the compete in the NNL finals. Well, since we're on the topic, let's preview that a little bit. So we're going to uh, Ninja Quest in Marietta, Georgia next week. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ryan Stratus's gym, if you've heard of him, he's the guy with the really big triceps. He, he's a really cool guy. I'm trying to think how much I've talked to Stratus, because he was at the uh, first season's NNL finals, right? Yeah. Because he helped commentate with us for a little bit. Mm-hmm. And, like, James McGrath, after his run, came in and, like, did color commentary for the rest of the... He stole your camera, <laughs> and he just started talking, and he became the... It's like he became the main commentator, almost. He, like, stole your camera. <laughs> that was great. Is he... He's gonna be there this weekend, right? He better be. James, maybe? I, I know Ryan Stratus is already here. Um, well, but, obviously, it's his gym. Yeah. No, Ryan Strass, I mean, here in Michigan right now. Oh, he's going to, he's in Michigan this weekend. Yeah. Oh, does he have, like, Ninja Quest kids or something? Or? I assume. Oh. I'm just laughing at, like, how you're going to have to, like, supervise these six to eight-year-olds who are <laughs> going to be doing, like, the quad steps that are, like, shoved and touching each other. <laughs> Whereas you could probably just, like jump over all of the obstacles. I should turn my ringer off. Oh, it's HQ trivia time. I don't care. Reminds me of, well, speaking of that, I remember I used to be terrible at the steps, and now I can do one, two on one side into the jumping spider and get a ton of air. Oh my god. I wish that that camera angle of that of the thing I sent you, I, I wish the camera angle was better, but that was the best I could get because it was actually a really far deep in jump to the jumping spider. It was, like, probably farther away than the Sasuke 19 one. Wow. Yeah. Of course, you're also 6'2". And that was yeah. built for people who are, like, 5'5 five, five on average, so... Obviously, you could beat the Sasuke 19 jumping spider, because, for one, we've been training significantly harder than the Japanese were at that time, and two, you have almost a foot on them. So. And so, also, I think if, like, let's say the ANW9 Vegas roster, let's say they competed in in a Sasuke night, like they, we, ATS just decided for that, for Vegas this year, oh, screw it. You know what, we're gonna just completely remake the Sasuke 19 first stage. I think we'd have pretty much the same amount of clears, if not more, than AW9. And again, that was built for the people at the time. Yeah. Like, if you put the AW9 Vegas roster against, say, Sasuke 33's third stage, I don't think anyone would get further than Yusuke did. 
case in point, Drew didn't get as far as Yusuke did. Mm-hmm. I I think it's being built, you know, towards five foot four people with not a lot of training. That's why the Japanese come here for USA versus the world and usually get wrecked because they don't train like we do. They're not as big as we are. That doesn't mean they're not as talented. Of, of course, they're as talented, and in some cases, more talented. But it you you have to build to the competitors, you know. Yeah, my my disappointment in Sasuke lately, like I'm not even really that looking forward to Sasuke 35 because I know that he's just they're just gonna like replace one or two obstacles of an already flawed course. And... They they said a new first stage obstacle and a new third stage obstacle, which. I mean, it was better than we got last time, so... Still, over the course of two years, only two, two new obstacles, yeah. like... It's like... That, that is really disappointing. It, it is um, taping and like... I really like, don't like, think it's a budget thing. Hours. Like, really, all these random gyms can have the craziest cool obstacles, and the biggest... And, like, the original Ninja Warrior show apparently can't. It Well, you have it, to... I think it's a little different than that because for a gym, you can just throw something on anything. And, like, they have, like, all kinds of crazy atomic holds that can make eight trillion different obstacles. And you can throw something together on a piece of plywood for 50 bucks. Whereas for, you know, an actual show like that, you have to get all the scaffolding, and you have to get all of the safety equipment, and then you have to rigorously test it to make sure it's, you know, possible, and then you have to figure out where it falls in the course, you have to make sure the course has enough flow, and then you have to check the time limit to make sure the first stage isn't too long. Like, we're, we're sort of spoiled because we have these, you know, 19 obstacle endurance yeah. courses. I think maybe where my feelings come from is because as from a... And now there's so much creativity and so much cool stuff going on with the courses that, like, when I see the same freaking course year after year in Sasuke, I'm just like, oh. Right. Again, we're very spoiled. Yeah, and also because the we, fact... Again, we, I mean, full disclosure, we work for the National Ninja League. We're both on their payroll. But we get to see, you know usually two different courses every week for seven months and now we're mm-hmm. going to see all the crazy stuff ryan stratus comes up with that would never fly on sasuke it would never mm-hmm. fly even on american ninja warrior because like you you have to make it you know first of all look good for the camera mm-hmm. you know like if we had the floating poles for instance so there's this obstacle that's been showing up on a lot of nnl qualifiers where you get these two thick PVC pipes. And you jump and you cling to one. And then you move over and cling to the second one. Then you grab the first PVC pipe. Okay, these aren't that thick. They're maybe like... I don't know, you've been on them one. Like, how Not thick that. are those usually? Not that thick. That's <laughs> they're, they're, they're fine. I don't know, like three, four inches maybe in diameter? Mm-hmm. Is that fair? I guess, yeah. So then you take it... So these are on, like, hooks, and you have to take the first one off the hook, and you have to move it to the next hook, and then you take the next pipe and move it to the next hook, and you keep moving these two pipes down this row. And it ends up taking, like, two, three minutes, and it's very, you know, upper body intensive. You have these small hooks. It would look horrible on camera. It would be horrible for the show. 
they would never, ever do it. And yet it shows up at almost every NNL competition because that's what works for NNL. Because we mm -hmm. have these long endurance courses, which is great. I like them. It would never work. It would definitely never work on Sasuke because it would be not good TV. But it's yeah. good competition. Mm -hmm. we, we kind of forget that Sasuke is at its heart a TV show. We sort of look at American Ninja Warrior as a reality show and Sasuke is more of a competition because that's just how it was pitched to us when we first watched it. And mm -hmm. we forget that Sasuke is a TV show with TV show needs. That's why we have the boy band members that can't do the salmon ladder to save their life. Exactly. Because that's how they bring in casual viewers. Like, this goes for any show, really. You know, the hardcore fans are going to want certain things, and they have to bring in casual viewers because that's where their money is, because... Not a lot of shows have a very large hardcore audience, especially compared to their casual audience. I can think of tens wrestling. of examples. Exactly. Wrestling. They brought in uh, Ronda Rousey a couple weeks ago, and the media freaked out about it. ESPN covered it. You know, TMZ covered it. All these outlets are covering it, and the wrestling, a lot of the wrestling fans don't <laughs> care and are angry by it. Mm -hmm. But it brought in the audience. They're going to do a huge number for Elimination Chamber, in a couple weeks, which I realized is probably two words I shouldn't say out loud to non-wrestling fans. That is mm -hmm. a, a match type where everyone gets in a chamber and they have to eliminate each other one by one until one man or woman remains. And, yeah, yeah, it, it's, again, two words you should probably not say to wrestling fans. Mm-hmm. But Ronda Rousey's going to be there doing a contract signing, and they're going to do a huge number because Ronda Rousey's there. But all the wrestling fans are mad. So, I mean, you always go to your casual audience because that's where money is. So, you may have heard, I mean, granted, this is about the 421st most important thing that happened this week, but uh, the Trump administration announced an idea, I don't know if this is going to get off the ground, to replace food stamps with Blue Apron-style boxes. Now, say what you want about this working or not, because, frankly, I haven't made up my mind about this, but you kind of have to laugh a little bit, and this is, this is not a political statement. You just have to laugh a little bit, because, like, obviously, the, you know, multi-billionaire would want to replace food stamps with Blue Apron boxes. I mean, come on, this is funny. This is, like, an Onion article in real life. Yeah. Anyway, so we got inspired to look at some MREs. Let's go from the best-selling to least best-selling. There's quite a few options. We have... I, I like the wheat snack bread. <laughs> it just looks like a cracker. It looks like a cracker, yes. Like or it looks like one top... It looks like the top of a flatbread sandwich from Panera Bread, but just the top. Do you have... Have you ever seen, like, the sandwich thins or whatever? Yeah, that's what I was thinking it, of. It looks like one of those. Like I used to eat those, like, all the time until I realized that I ate enough sandwiches to justify buying bread. <laughs> uh, ew! Look at this blueberry turnover! Oh. This is... I see. Yeah. Uh. It, it has, like, 
that's totally like food dye. It, it looks like blue raspberry inside of it. Yeah, that... Hold on, let's, let's see the nutrition and ingredients. Ingredients. Bread, uh, water, palm oil, blueberry flakes, which are made of sugar, vegetable oil, wheat flour, natural flavor, malic acid, fruit and vegetable juice for color. All these, and then just a whole another paragraph of not food. Oh, there's an apple turnover. Sort of looks like there's fruit in there. Filled French toast. It just looks like all of the other turnovers, except yeah. yellower. I like the MRE white flat bread. Oh, yeah. It's another weird just it's, piece of bread. Yeah. Here, it's a piece of bread. Here's the barbecue beef sandwich. It looks like a Hot Pocket. Uh, I would definitely rather eat a Hot Pocket than this. Yeah, it looks, wait, no, it looks like a sloppy Joe inside a calzone or whatever like, those things are. Like, Taco Bell gets a bad rap. I would significantly rather eat anything from Taco Bell than this. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there's like more that look like it. And then, oh, a six-month supply of MRE full meals is $3,000. Oh, that's a showcase idea. Yeah, but well, I mean, I... now that we both know it. Yeah. <laughs> Lemon poppy seed pound cake. Here's a chicken MRE. Let's... Thoroughly doubt any of these things are chicken. There's a bar graph. I don't know why there's a bar graph here. <laughs> I get something about shelf life, but that should really be a line graph. Uh, oh, a vegetarian. Oh, dear. Oh, dear. Actually, this looks fine. Uh, we have pasta marinara with veggie meat crumbles. Cheese tortellini with marinara sauce, which I shouldn't make fun of since I actually had that for dinner last night, although it was not MRE. Spicy vegetarian chili with vegetarian meat crumbles. Vegetarian meat crumbles? Like, at that point, why? At that point, just eat meat. <laughs> no, I do not want to buy a giant... I do not want to pay $7,482.24 for a year's supply of MREs. Like... Real talk here, you're deceiving people by selling them a year's supply of MREs. You are taking advantage of people who have been taken advantage of time and time again, who, for whatever reason, have convinced themselves that the end of the world is nigh and that they need to prepare for some sort of apocalypse that doesn't exist. Like, maybe I'm some media sheep for not thinking that I don't know, we're not going to nuclear war or anything, but really a year's supply of MRE self-heating full meals? There's no... Why? 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 I love how Skitt just a bag of Skittles are in one of the one of the kits. That's just Like, great. I can see having a couple on hand, like, for your car, like, if you going have to take camping. a lot of back roads or something in case you get stuck. But, there, why? I, I don't get it. What, what is the purpose of this? Total calories, 748,800. Why? Why? Man, I thought this was going to be funny, it just ended up being depressing. It's still entertaining to me. I, I, I'm glad you're entertained, because I'm just disturbed. Oh, Camping. Like, if you go on a camping trip, you take a bunch of MREs, 
That's what I was saying. Because you dumb. Okay, I get that. But a year's worth? Come on. Yeah, because this store sells, like, knives and tools and emergency gear. So, like, if you're going out for a week and roughing it, if that's your idea of fun, yeah, sure, buy semi-marines. I mean, I don't particularly care for them or for roughing it. I'll stay here and have the pot roast that I bought three days ago at the grocery store. But if you guys want to go hiking, go camping for a week, sure. Sounds great. Not my idea of fun, but go for it. Yeah, sure. Year's supply of MREs? Come on now. That's catering to people who need more help than a year's worth of MREs. <laughs> oh, there's no reviews. There are no reviews. Probably because everyone who's bought this has never opened it. Uh, nope. No justification as to why you'd need a year's worth of MREs. So the store, the MRE store... Their thing is, on their About Us, they say, Life can throw you a curveball at any moment. It's good to be prepared, whether it be a car breakdown, a natural disaster, or even unemployment. What's worse, unemployment or a natural disaster? I'm not <laughs> sure. So, their, their idea of unemployment, you should be prepared by having a year's supply of MREs that's vastly more expensive than actual food. I suppose. Like, there is a 0% chance I have spent $6,647.04 on food. In your life. You're not wrong. Like, <laughs> my Aldi's food budget is like 50 bucks. And like, on the occasions that I go to Coons to buy, you know, stuff from Coons, I still only spend like 30, 40 bucks because I don't go full grocery shopping. So really... Also, you also, you only have to buy groceries for yourself this and not a whole family. So I guess if I, I used... spend like two fifty on food, on a ten or twenty out. Okay, I can see how I would spend you know three, just over three thousand. If this is enough for two people, okay, it's kind of close. But I mean, is this? It doesn't even say if this is a year supply for one person or for two people. Oh, but. Having grown up in a family of four, uh, our, even now, like even though my sister's moved out, our grocery bills can be anywhere from a hundred to three hundred bucks. Well, I mean, really. you also, you know, buy a lot more brands name products and a lot more expensive stuff. Like you eat a ton of Cliff Bars, which are and also, really expensive. And also, I almost never eat Cliff Bars. And also Trader Joe's is one of the main ones we go to. I mean, Trader so. is Trader Joe's that expensive? I don't remember. I think it might be a little more expensive than uh, normal. Okay. I know, they have this really good Greek yogurt that doesn't even taste like Greek yogurt. Like, you know how Greek yogurt tastes a little bit weirder? Yeah. It, t it tastes like actual, it's like Greek whole milk yogurt. Hmm. And it's really good. But it has a ton of calories. Mm. Yeah, I think that the whole gimmick of Greek yogurt is that it doesn't have a lot of calories, I thought. Or that that was the whole point, that it's supposed to be healthier. I don't know, it tastes good, whatever. I mean, I don't, I mean, you do enough exercise that it doesn't really matter <laughs> how many calories you eat. And clearly you're in fine physical health. So, it doesn't really matter. Hasn't stopped you from tracking calories for the last two years, but, I mean... I'm almost at a thousand days, by oh, the way. Oh, jeez. <laughs> We need Let's to have, see. like, some sort of, like, special event for your thousandth day of tracking calories. Oh, shit. In two days, it's going to be a thousand. Oh! 
just in time for the Daytona. The Daytona 500 is going to be the day I have. <laughs> it's going to be my thousand day streak. Oh, man, we need to have like, I don't know, I'm, I'm willing to down a pint of ice cream with you. And by that I mean I'm going to down a pint of ice cream by myself. And you might also eat a pint of ice cream uh, several hundred miles away. So in conclusion, Emery's, yes. I mean, maybe, arguably. I mean, I'm, I'm going to stick to regular food, but again, convenient if you actually need emergency food, which you do not need a year's supply of. Uh, let's see what Colin has to say about MREs, and by that I mean, let's see what Colin has to say, period, because we only decided to do this today, and we recorded that segment yesterday. <laughs> Quick sidebar, Alex from the future here. I didn't mention anything about the military because I know that MREs are usually used by people in the military. Obviously, MREs are incredibly practical for them. So, you know, they could stand to have a large supply of MREs. Private citizens do not. I didn't want to offend anyone by excluding the military. Obviously, it is incredibly practical for them. All right, Collins here. Um, I have no idea what we talked about in the first segment because we haven't recorded it yet and we have no plans. Colin, how are you doing? Oh. Doing fine, although I kind of want to go on a mini rant about something that I witnessed on Tuesday. Uh-oh. Is it political? No. Be our guest. Okay, so Tuesday I was at a grocery store, just picking something up on the way home, and then, like, the person in front of me was, like, trying to pull a fast one on the cashier. Like, they had, like, a thing of water bottles under their container, but... The worst part about this, this was a mother and her kid. And the kid was even trying to point out to the mom that that the water piles were there. And she tried to set the kid up. So, <laughs> so I just was saying loud enough to, so the cashier would hear. Hey, don't forget their water, ma'am. And she just gave me this look. <laughs> and the, and the, I just smiled in response. And the cashier was like, oh, what kind of water pile is it? I was like... Now it's a case of Aquafina, and that's exactly what it was. Oh my so, God. so like, and after she like she left, and I was telling the cashier what she was trying to do. I'm like, but what I'm wanting to bring this up for is like, really, this isn't the kind of thing they're trying to teach their kid. They're trying to all that over get their, like that's... it was a case of water bottles. It is not the most economically practical way to get water anyways, but still, it's a it's a case of Aquafina. Aren't those that's, like four bucks? Yeah, that's $3.99 worth of water. Mm-hmm. You know, I did not realize what the price on this was. It's just a big case of water that you were trying to pull a fast one on the cashier. That's so stupid. Mm-hmm. No, what was real... How do you even sneak that by? It's so large and heavy. Well, it was on the on the lower row of the cart, uh, and there was like a wall kind of thing where yeah, yeah, where yeah, the yeah, conveyor yeah. belt okay. was, so uh, it was out of view. I, I must have missed the grocery store part. I was just thinking, like, store. Oh, okay. I don't know. Anyway, I, like... I, I was flashing back to my CVS rant. Oh. <laughs> by, by the but, way, like, follow-up. Um, it turns out that people actually do buy makeup at drugstores. So there you go. Anyways, like, no, what the the really annoying part was, besides the fact they were trying to steal right in front of the cashier, was, like, they did two separate 
transactions for the same, like, just like half the cut was on one transaction, one half the cut was on the other. Now, usually when people do that, it's, you know, to try and break up how it's paid. Like, oh, hey, I want to put this much on card, I'll do the rent and cash. But no, both were on the same card. They're just wasting time. <laughs> so I really did not feel bad about spoiling her her sept plans. <laughs> But that, it's just an observation on society of why would someone think this is okay and why would someone think it's okay to teach their kids this? Mm-hmm. Did I tell you about the lady who swore at me on the airplane? I don't think they did. Oh. Okay. Could have sworn I told at least Philip, but I'll, I'll tell the story again for the podcast. So I. I mean, I haven't heard it anyways. So I'm flying home from Austin, Texas. Actually, this is from Atlanta to Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. Uh, this, this is my second leg of the race. Mm-hmm. But, Connecting flights. Yeah, exactly. I, none of you laughed at my leg of the race reference. Oh, right. oh my god. Thank you. Thank you. Anyway, I forgot how that video. Anyway, so this is Southwest I'm flying, and they don't have assigned seats on Southwest, so mm-hmm. I kept ending up in middle seats because I was boarding the plane late. Mm-hmm. Because I didn't pay for, like, Boarding so. kind of thing. Yeah, exactly. So, I saw a middle seat, and there's a woman, I don't know, in her 40s, and in the, I'm sorry, she's on the aisle. On the mm-hmm. window is, like, some 14-year-old kid. So, there's, like, a backpack on the chair. I'm like, hey, are you reserving that? Now, she doesn't say a word to me. She just starts, <laughs> and she, like, makes a whole big scene about shoving this backpack under the under the chair, or, or under the seat in front of her, and she moves to the center, and so I sit down on the aisle, and she just gives me a real nasty look, <laughs> probably swearing under her breath as well. And so the flight attendant gets on and says, hey, you know, we're we're not booked to capacity, so go ahead and take an aisle seat if you find one. And she just, at the top of her lungs, says, oh, effing course. <laughs> <laughs> And so I'm like, oh, what's wrong? And she says, oh, because you had to effing sit there. Such BS. Just goes on this swearing tirade. I'm like, nope, I'm done. So I get up. I I find that the next row has a, has a middle seat. So I take that. For some reason, she's screaming for me to come back. <laughs> Why? I don't know. But then she makes it. Do a- they let do more? Exactly. So then she makes another scene to get back to the aisle, pull the backpack out from under the seat in front of her, put it back on the center, just making this huge fuss and swearing at me and swearing to the heavens in front of her son. Hmm. So, yeah, some people are just crappy parents. Yeah. Anyway, uh, I start... If it makes you feel any better at the story, everyone on the plane now hates her and not you. Then again, you did nothing wrong anyways, but still. Anyway, I planned, or I attempted to plan a game for Colin in which I would give the name of a sport, and he would try to describe it based around the Winter Olympics. Unfortunately, a lot of the Winter Olympic sports are self-explanatory, like alpine skiing and... Gee, I wonder what they do there. (laughs) Why didn't you just use the regular Olympics as well? 
Because Do you just want to only, tie in? I only found one of those, and it was handball, oh. which we know because of Dice K Miyazaki. So I was thinking, oh, well, maybe we can make a handball joke, and I'm like, nope, Dice K Miyazaki's a thing. <laughs> so, yeah. This first one I think you might know. Curling. Isn't that the broom thing? The one where they just have that rock on the ice and they have to sweep? Like a password or something? That is, in fact, exactly correct, Colin. Good job. It, and here I thought that was one for the Janitorial Olympics and not the Axel Olympics. By the way, this year they introduced mixed doubles curling. So it's tag team? Do they just swap out who throws and who brooms? I guess. It's one man it's the, and one woman. The, it's the curling mix Matt and Salons. <laughs> Yeah, you're not wrong. Curling is, curling the, the, is between the, one man and one woman. <laughs> and you know what's funnier? The actual mix sounds probably has more people who care about it than curling. I don't know. Yeah. Pe- people really like curling, man. All right. So really? Are they, seriously? <laughs> that is very surprising. All right. Next up is <clears throat> Skeleton. Isn't that some kind of sledding thing or something? It is some kind of sledding thing. Can you be more specific? No, I cannot. <laughs> okay. So, are you familiar with bobsledding? Like how they go down uh, that track? Uh-huh, like how it's like a, a snowy water slide type track. It's, well, ice. There, there's not really that, snow. You know what I mean. Yes. I, I'm trying to describe how these turning tracks as best I can without knowing... What the hell they're called. Yes. Uh, both luge and skeleton involve the rider uh, going down the same track on a sled. However, luge, you lay on your back and go feet first. In the skeleton, you lay on your stomach and go head first. I'm not sure why someone thought that was a good idea. Uh, well, I mean, it has, in fact, caused deaths before, so... See, what a surprise. Actually, to be technical, it was a course design error. It was a loser who lost control out of a turn and flew into an unprotected steel girder. Oh, how many people get paralyzed from crashing headfirst? I don't know, and I don't feel like looking up skeleton injury statistics during the podcast. Although I feel like... This high injury risk is why it's called skeleton, because you'll probably end up one. Haha! Next up is Nordic Combined. What? Nordic Combined. N O R D I C, as in the Nordic. As in Norway. Yes. Mm hmm. Forget Norway, Kenya. Oh, I don't have the slightest guess, so I will just make a a joke instead. Sure. It's where they play black metal while watching Vikings. Just like this, there's random Vikings just sailing along, and they're just playing black metal while watching them sail. You know, there were <laughs> Olympic medals. I want to say for music, but definitely for like art and sculpture at one point. Like oh, here I thought the they were going to make a rowing reference. Oh, I mean, there is that's rowing. Close enough to, there are, there, that's close enough to Viking longboats. Yeah, I guess there are rowing events in the Summer Olympics. 
they're no, they're doing the Winter Olympics to try and get the ore into the ice, to hammer it in, and then try and move hey, the boat. you say that, but the first figure skating event was at the Summer Olympics. Uh, not, what? That was before they had Winter Olympics. So they just had to do oh. it in the summer. Did they just, like, rollerblade or something? No, they found an ice rink. How? Like 1920, I don't know. Anyway, uh, Nordic Combined is a combination of cross-country skiing and ski jumping. I, I never would have guessed that. I believe there's some sort of points-related system. I didn't look up how. Anyway. What, do you just go for and to get to the hill and just well, no, cross-country there, it's, up the hill and two, just go down? It's two separate events. It's not like the triathlon oh. where they're connected. <laughs> Oh no, that would be hella dangerous. I know that's why I was laughing. And I'm like, who thought this was a good idea? No, um, they but brought to you by the same people who thought skeleton was a good idea. I I would assume it's something along the lines of you go and ski jump, and based on your distance, you get some sort of head start in the cross country skiing. Whoever finishes the skiing first wins. I would guess. Well, if that's not the right answer. That's probably how they should do that, because that's actually very logical. I mean, they might, I'm saying they might do it in the opposite order, where oh. they ski first, and then they jump. But obviously in separate events. Anyway, uh, so we know about the Nordic combined. What are the two sports in the biathlon? You'll never guess these. Oh. I didn't even know there was a winter biathlon. I mean, obviously never... you know about the triathlon. Mm-hmm. This I didn't is, know there was one for winter, though. I thought that was of, just May summer thing. This is kind of like that, but for winter. It, it is a connected sport, so you do both activities back-to-back. <laughs> I have no actual guess, so can I make another joke one? Uh, can you... Oh, sure. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, because I don't have a real guess, but we might as well fill airtime by saying their figure skating while curling, they'll have to nail the tricks while <laughs> nailing the brooming. <laughs> that would be hilarious, that, but in fact, probably more the... interesting than the actual biathlon, which is a mixture of cross-country skiing, and to get ready for this, shooting! That's in the Winter Olympics? Yes! Yeah. Huh. I mean, I guess you can do that in the snow at this point. I just thought that would be something like, oh, hey, just do this in the Summer Olympics. It makes more sense. You got. They're not standing on ice while they're trying to aim at their targets. So they go for the cross country skiing, they do a lap, and then they go to a shooting station and they shoot at five targets, and if they miss any, they have to do a penalty lap. <laughs> so they have to get back on the skis if they don't suit right. Correct. Well, I mean, you you have to go back on the skis anyway. There's like three oh, laps. okay. If you miss, oh. you have to do ten burpees. <laughs> Actually, you 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 make With fun of that. You make fun of that. But the CrossFit Games a couple of years ago had an event inspired by the biathlon. So you know, like those ring muscle ups. Mm-hmm. They had to do ring muscle ups and running. And if they like broke up their set, like if they dropped from the rings before they finished all their muscle ups. They had to do a penalty lap. You know, I think that was one of the ones we actually saw that one year when we were laughing at the CrossFit games. You know, I think you might be right. Because you described it, and I'm like, wait a minute, didn't we see that? Wasn't it in that one arena or something? Possibly. 
possibly. Yeah, I love how specific I was that one arena. Uh, that could mean anything. I know. That's why I'm like, wait a minute, that wasn't a good descriptor at all. Alright, last one. And I promise this is a real Winter Olympic sport. I'm scared. Ice dancing. That's not the same thing as figure skating? That is not the same thing as figure skating. But if it makes you feel any better, I had to look up the difference. Um, I would not be able to even guess what the differences could be, because I thought those would be the exact same thing. Uh, so is obviously, it singles versus doubles or something? Well, like, there, there like, is doubles figure skating. I, I didn't realize that... What, I thought that was just a... The had a partner kind of thing. Well, yes. I mean, you you can do singles and doubles figure skating. Ice oh. dancing is doubles figure skating without the lifts or jumps. So it's taking the concept and making it even more boring. Yes. <laughs> like, what are they going to do if they have to take all those out? Oh, look, another twirl. Uh, here's. Oh, look, another twirl. Here's. Oh, another twirl. <laughs> here's. Oh. Another twirl. Colin, can I talk now? <laughs> okay, that's not when done anyways. Here's 2018 Olympic ice dancer Evan Bates in an interview with People Magazine. Wait, I lost the quote. Where is it? There it is. Quote, we're really more like ballroom dancers. We're interpreting music, putting a lot of emphasis on the connection between the couple and on the connection to the music. Unquote. Hard pass. Mm-hmm. Alright, are you ready for the showcases? Um... I guess if we don't have anything else, I guess. Here we I go! Thought, wait, wait can on. I read? I thought I would read first since I wouldn't get the showcase. Okay. Alright, good idea. Go ahead, Colin. For this showcase, we're going to be traveling in the lap of luxury. For stars, we're going to do a one-week trip to Baltimore, Maryland. And we'll be traveling in a peaceful flight as we're taking you there by private jet. Once you arrive in B- at BWI from Detroit hey, Downtown Airport, we'll be bringing you to their hotel in style. We're, they're being suffered to their hotel in, by a stretch SUV limo. Yes, there will be no empty folders cans on their way to the room. And where will you be staying? At the Four Seasons Baltimore. Not only will be, you be staying at a five-star hotel, you'll have a seven-night stay in a luxurious harbor suite. Enjoy the private bedroom with a king-size bed, the full... T- the two full marble bathrooms with heated tile floors and the expansive living room with an LCD, HDTV, both speakers system, and a Blu-ray player. As well as the private tent to view the beautiful scenery of the Air Harbor, as long as you don't look at the water itself. <laughs> as you can enjoy some of the fine activities in Baltimore, like not taking a knee at Fort McHenry where our national anthem was burned, visiting that random field A&W went to once, not doing anything at the horse you can see them, since gambling is stupid and you don't drink, Going to a Baltimore <laughs> Orioles game if it's even baseball seats and they're their RNZ team of the week. Or go to MT Tank Stadium and since it's off season, you won't be able to watch the game, but you'll be able to see a statue of a guy who people think killed a guy, but the worst he did was Mr. <laughs> Mia obstructs and this for his friend's self-defense case. We also oh, include yeah. a personal buying card for the week's say so you don't have to fear for their life if they're going farther north into the city that a couple blocks past Royal Farms Arena. Oh my god. <laughs> and since we didn't give you a proper plan of thing to do in their week's stay in a city, one thing to do while wandering in a city is po- Pokemon Go. We're getting you 29,000 Pokecoins, a brand new Samsung Galaxy S8 Plus, 
at Rath Power Extreme 26800 mAh per hour power bank, which has three iSmart USB ports with providing a total current output of 5.5 amps. Okay. <laughs> and since we sent you on a far too expensive trip to Baltimore and we don't want to cut their prices off, they're no longer traveling as luxuriously as they were. Or taking the light rail. This. Enjoy the scenery. <laughs> You're taking away a prize. <laughs> no, I'm just taking away the travel budget. Wait, wait, hold on. You have to be more specific. So he's flying by private jet to Baltimore and taking the light rail home? But... No, he's taking the light rail back to BWI. Let's uh, see the scenery of the outskirts of town. Unincorporated areas and suburban areas have to make their way back to BWI. From there, they'll take Spirit Airlines to Oakland <laughs> National Airport. <laughs> and they survived that flight. We're taking you by UberX to Hayward, California to visit Fortress One, what Megabots Inc. called their headquarters. Why bring you there? We're also giving you a gunner experience in Eagle Prime. Megabot tanks, Mark 3 class, 16 foot tall, 12 ton, 430 horsepower, giant fighting robot. Let's destroy, this, uh, destroy a scrap car while destroying the upper body of this mech with its grappling car and no choice of weapons such as giant knife, drill, or the four foot sandsword. And since we've recently found out Zimbabwe has a, an economy, we're getting you 36,119 Zimbabwe dollars. And to these are newfound possibly riches, we're sending you back to Oakland International Airport by UberX again, and sending you off flight to Harare, Zimbabwe. <laughs> oh no! Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> and well, there's... There, there, we're getting to another seven-night stay. This time at a, a Holiday Inn at Harare, Zimbabwe. I wish we could say as much as we did about the Four Seasons, but no, this is the Holiday Inn. This is our basic-ass three-star Holiday Inn room. How does a Holiday Inn exist in Zimbabwe? I don't know. I was just going to wait until the end of the showcase to comment that. But... What will they do for a week in Zimbabwe? I don't know. Figure it out this time and try not to die of boredom. Or malaria. <laughs> and despite completely blowing the travel buds in Baltimore, we're being nice and flying you back to Detroit at the end of the week. And all this could be yours if the price is right. Oh god, I have no idea how much this would cost. I, I literally that have was no the idea. point. I'm so confused. Oh yeah. In fact, the whole point of throwing in that Megabots experience was, since you, I, I didn't like expect someone to know the price of this. I feel, I feel like I'm more likely to die in Baltimore than Zimbabwe. <laughs> <laughs> but you have the bodyguard there. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's true. The body, you're not paying for the bodyguard to come with me to Zimbabwe, huh? The bodyguard only, can get We can only afford to hire him for a week. <laughs> oh, he can protect me from the malaria. <laughs> okay. All you can do is with Zimbabwe dollars to buy some medicine. Okay, I'll get like one pill of Benadryl or something. Okay. Anyway, I guess I don't know. I'll guess like seventy thousand six hundred nineteen. I have no idea how much this costs. I'm completely so seven zero six one nine. Yeah. Okay. I seriously have no idea. Uh, I don't know anything about Philip's showcase, though, so... I, I helped him out a little bit. I, I gave him a couple of resources, but other than that, I have no idea what Philip's showcase is about. 
So go ahead, Phil. I'm looking forward to hearing what you came up with. All right. Uh, this showcase has to do with a bunch of things going on this weekend because I'm too lazy to think of anything else. <laughs> First, the Winter Olympics are this weekend. Not that anyone, or especially Colin, cares. <laughs> They're right on that one. You can be one of those flamboyant male figure skaters with this figure skating stuff. This pair of Redel Model 3030 Area Men's Ice Skates with JW Gold Seal Revolution Blades are for advanced figure skaters only. So I hope you've been practicing. If not, we're including a week of figure skating camp at a Baltimore ice rink. <laughs> <laughs> It's it's no cock for an ice arena, but... Also, I love how both of our showcases ended up in Baltimore in some form. Also, I have no idea what a fun food ice skating soaker is, but we're throwing in one too. I hope that's not obscene. Uh, it like soaks bananas or something. That speaking still sounds of, obscene. Uh, speaking of bananas... Oh, no. Uh, I'll be at the National Ninja League Youth Finals at the Edge with over 600 screaming children, and I'll have to, like, I'm, like, working there, and it's going to be a disaster. Oh, boy, noise-canceling headphones. But for So, since there's 600 kids, I'll give you 600 atomic holds, 100 banana bombs, 100 egg bombs, 100 4.5-inch cannonballs, 100 6-inch <laughs> cannonballs, and 109-inch cannonballs, and also um, 100, because they can't use the name cliffhanger ledges, they 100 obstacle course rails. Oh. Oh. Where are you supposed yeah. to hang all that? I don't know. I don't know, just like sell, sell it wholesale or something, I don't know. Fair like, enough. Like sell it to somebody, I don't know. You might make a nice I'll just be out. one of the many people trying to sell something on comrades. <laughs> Good job. You also are getting an actual playground. <laughs> it looks like one of those ones you used to go on, but like worse. And, it has, like, <laughs> and, and like it, hold on, it like it, I bet it's like way too low to the ground. And like it doesn't seem like there's any good lache opportunity, so sorry about that, dude. And um, where am I supposed to put this anyway? Never mind. Just put I'll it. Just sell put this it, too. Put it in the like the parking lot of your, of your <laughs> complex you live in, or whatever. I'm pretty um, sure the bylaws don't allow that, but okay. Just bribe him with your 600 <laughs> atomic holds or something. I don't Never know. said I couldn't put a playground on this on the roof of the building. Actually, that's they do. It's common area in townhouses. You can't put anything on them. They can't even put a satellite disc up there. Oh, rip. Yeah, here's the description I, I'll, to give you a better idea of this playground. <laughs> oh, God. This, well, this is, is already this is... the longest showcase round in history, and we're on Phil's second prize. All right. Um, challenge your school age kids. <laughs> yeah, because I know you have those those little ones that you got to take care of, Colin. <laughs> With plot, plot twist, Colin, like, secretly has, like, a whole family that he's been keeping secret from us for years, and he's, like, taking, like, his third grader to school. Oh. I can uh, guarantee this is not true at all. <laughs> I know, that's what makes it funny. Alright, ch 
Challenge your school-age kids with a variety of overhead and climbing events. Events? <laughs> events. Which, which leg of the race is this for? Um, this event is called Warp Wall. <laughs> Alright, anyway. Uh, includes nine ground access events and will accommodate 15 children. So yeah, all your kids. Um, ages 5 to 12. Jokes on them, critical upper body development. I didn't know how to do monkey bars until I was 13 years old. So, yeah. Anyway, uh, because of the NNL Youth Finals, we were talking, yep, just because of that, uh, I won't be able to watch the Daytona 500 live, which really sucks. Unless I, like, huddle in the corner with my phone or something. I don't know. Uh, speaking of which, here's a brand new car! The Chevrolet Camaro William Byron number nine car one twenty fourth scale diecast oh. <laughs> features his twenty seventeen Xfinity Series championship winning paint scheme with the Liberty University sponsorship. Yes, Colin, that's the one super Christian university that we make fun of sometimes. It's oh. like owned by Jerry Falwell, that nut. Oh, yeah. Um. Anyway, I'm just kidding. Uh, here's a car that uh that comes from a Random prices right, prices right recap that Alex gave me. Uh, it's some basic ass shit. It's a Honda Civic. So congrats. I know you. What year? Uh, 2017. So it's a year old. Congrats oh, okay. or two years or whatever. Uh, because they do those car miles. Mm-hmm. I know. Yeah, but first you gotta figure out i know you don't even want to drive so yeah you're no, stuck it's, with this. it's want i want to i just have no way of actually getting the license at the moment but that's irrelevant to the podcast okay okay you get this car and you can like look at it for a while or something. <laughs> i, I can just sell it yeah that's before true. it depreciates oh, yeah. yeah like i'm selling all these extra atomic holes and probably <laughs> the playground yeah and then you can like afford drivers ed, and then you can buy the buy it back or something. I don't know. Anyway, yeah, that's all. Uh, yeah, that's great. I bid a dollar. Well, oh god, I must. I bid. I bid over. I bid over. All right, you win. All right. So, you bid seventy thousand six hundred and nineteen dollars. The actual price was thirty-seven thousand eight hundred and eighty-seven dollars for a difference of thirty-two thousand seven hundred and thirty-two dollars. <laughs> In the wrong direction. Yep. <laughs> I love how they're almost double from what the value yeah. is. Uh, <coughs> okay, so... Hold on, Colin. Uh, like, make a legitimate bid at Phillips Showcase. I'm making a ruling. You have to make a legitimate bid. Oh, no. Yeah, you're not getting off scot-free. You, you wanted this, Colin. <laughs> you wanted this. You wanted this. You're General. making a bid... And if you're not within fifteen thousand dollars, I'm not giving you your prizes. I'll, oh. I'll be generous. You have to be within twenty five percent without going over. I have no idea how much the showcase is. Obviously, I'm just going to say forty one thousand six hundred nineteen dollars. Did I go over as well? No, you didn't go over. You you still won. Uh, oh, diff- for a difference of like. All right, so it's actual retail price is sixty nine thousand nine hundred eighty. So. Yeah, you win. I don't know. It was he was off by forty point five percent. It was it was a, oh. it was a halfway decent bid. I'll I'll be like the Price is Right Smarks and award you half of a win. It's a partial okay. win. So you get three hundred 
Atomicals instead. <laughs> okay. You get one ice skate. <laughs> I get half a playground. Unfortunately, we'll it's like just a, all we'll these stairs like a, parts. We'll give you like a wooden jungle gym. Okay. And we're, we're gonna cut the cart. We're gonna cut the Honda Civic in half. And then we'll just <laughs> and then we'll just like find a used Ford Pinto. Okay. <laughs> so, Colin, hmm. did you like did did you like Philip's showcase? It was, it was the kind of comedic showcase I expected from Philip. So is that so? I with, uh, out of well. curiosity, who between us writes better showcases? I mean. As far you make the better ones that would pass as actual showcases, with the exception of the one where you you cave more than the DDP of the entire <laughs> earth. But as far as like how random they are, Philip is more random. Huh. So random. That I, that's interesting because I wrote Philip's showcase. I'm sure Philip had to have given some input on nope. some of these ideas. Sure didn't. <laughs> Philip, texted, Philip messaged me about four hours ago that he hadn't started it, so I'm like, you know what? I'll write your showcase. <laughs> and I wrote it <laughs> from scratch. Yeah, he, he just like sent me a doc. Uh, he just sent me a document, and so I'm like, okay, let's let's prank you, bro. <laughs> well then, I good prob- job on not going realistic this time, Alex. You know what, Col- you know what, Colin. To be fair, I I will actually write a showcase for next episode, and I will verse you again. I want. Oh, to. now I have to come up with more ideas. <laughs> well then, I mean, yours were super good, so I'm sure you'll be able to come up with something else. There, like I gave to an expensive trip with nothing to do, and then gave you a cheap trip for the rest of the way and include controlling the arms of an actual mech just for the sole point of throwing you off because I didn't expect you to even know that was something you could even buy, much less know the price to. Yeah. So we're going to do deleted scenes next week because Philip and I are on vacation and I don't feel like editing a podcast while I'm on vacation. And we recorded, like, a ton of... I mean, we've been recording for over 50 minutes, so in theory, I could just upload this raw file as the podcast this week. Oh. But I have a feeling I'll be cutting a lot of stuff, so maybe it'll end mm-hmm. up on the deleted scenes episode next week. Because we've only recorded seven episodes, and we can still fill up an entire episode with deleted scenes. That's why we had Tansons in the name before. Yes. Yeah. Until we found out someone took that name before we even had it. I love how you used the word took as if they had taken anything from us after we thought of it. Before that we thought of joke. it. Wait, I, I'm that not going to the entire point. We're borrowing a balloon. Sick <laughs> bro. And signing off for two weeks, because we'll be back in two weeks with, uh, I'm sure, a full recap of the NNL finals and more showcases actually written by Philip this time. Yep. Signing off, we are... I'm Colin. We are Fox Sport. You made that joke last week, Philip. Yes. I know. I still want to... Okay, we I, I, we are Philip's... <laughs> <laughs> I'm Philip, I guess. And I'm Alex, reminding you, help control the pet population. <laughs> Just have them watch ice dancing. They'll decide not to procreate by themselves. <laughs> See you next week. Oh. Two weeks. Bye.
Bye.